Welcome to the Creative Wellness Podcast with Beth Ann Short. Welcome back to the Creative Wellness Podcast with me, Beth Ann Short, your host. I'm very honored you're listening. Um, this is a podcast focused on wellness in all the dimensions of life, but my focus in working with individuals to find balance in their lives and support them using creativity. So today, this is our third podcast, and we have Kelly Fetterson as my first ever guest. Hi. Yay. <laughs> Glad you're here. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So welcome, and thanks for coming. We're in the studio today, and Portland's having an ice storm. And we both... An ice storm in quotes. Yeah. In quotes. <laughs> yeah, you can't see our air quotes. Air quotes. Um, but... Kelly made it over to the studio, and um, I would love to start with, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> you know, had one day off for our quote-unquote snow day, and so I'm excited. We just talked about a potential grant project that you're going to be applying for, so that always energizes me to help people think through and really expand upon uh, kind of what they already had thought through, or just take it a little bit further. That's a great segue for, like, tell us about you. Like, what do you do? Okay. So I was born. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I am the creative, uh, or sorry, I'm the community resource program manager at Southeast Uplift Neighborhood Coalition. And what that means is I work with nonprofits, community groups, and just everyday Portlanders to inspire and connect them with resources um, to like raise their civic voice and also influence the future of their communities. And that looks like a lot of different things. But one of my favorite parts of the job is our grant program, which is the Neighborhood Small Grant, which gives small amounts of seed funding to individuals who just, and community groups, who just want to make good things happen. Um, and then it builds their personal capacity to continue on and do those projects. We're not so much focused on some end aim, some metrics, but you had an idea, we all have those, and then you took it to the next level and actually did it. And we just want to support um, individuals in doing that because we believe, you know, it's one of the core components to having an active, engaged community. And that's how we met. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you must have to use creativity a lot at work. In surprising ways, yes. There's a whole range of creativity. Um, tell us a few. Yeah, I mean, I look at creativity as both an ends to a mostly, I'm a task-oriented person, mm -hmm. I should say that. So I look at it sometimes as it ends towards a means. Um, how do I better communicate what I'm trying to say to someone who might not be receptive? And then also, how do I approach a problem or a opportunity um, with a different perspective? What hasn't been tied into an, uh, a resource before? So, you know, that can be anything from uh, a group of community members working on a social change issue and running into a barrier at City Hall or and how do they creatively think through how to be more effective and have their voices heard? Um, and that's looking at different strategies, which, um, you know, might not be what people first think of when they think creativity. But political activism is like a huge creative uh, resource um, and opportunity. And then the other piece is with the grant program and helping people think through their ideas. Um, and then also uh, I do our newsletter. And so doing all of our graphics or thinking of even content. Mm -hmm. um, one of my most recent articles was about 
how the election reinforces how awkward interactions are more important than ever. Uh, <laughs> that's that's good. We talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we've developed basically a society where we've been told that not only are awkward interactions uncomfortable and not wanted, but like they should be actively avoided. So you think about all of our ways of engaging and they're usually on, like, if you're part of a group, it's, you pick a group that's about specific issue that you think people will already be like-minded to you. Um, and then your social network. And then you're, the only time maybe you might have to have an awkward interaction is work. And then people usually are trying to avoid that with all their might. Um, but really, a lot of what awkwardness comes from is from diversity, mm-hmm. of diversity of opinion, diversity of backgrounds, diversity of experiences, and then of communication styles. And that makes things inefficient, awkward, and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And instead of being something we should avoid, we should actually really like embrace and like just revel in those moments because it means that we're likely learning something new or are interacting with a person that we would never otherwise. The unknown. The unknown. And uh, having to really think about why is this situation making me uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this experience like for somebody else? And mm-hmm. how does that actually critical to our democracy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I walked away with from this, and I think a lot of people did, is um, we just need to be talking across... Um, political definitions or groups more um, and not othering the other side or basically just going straight to labels or just trying to understand and see common core values. Mm -hmm. Communication takes a lot of creativity. I mean, you know, what I do as a clinician and a group leader and a curator and a sublease or all these things that we do here at the studio. um, I know, but I think about what you do and I, attended one of those meetings and there was a pretty diverse group of people there. And I think about supporting each and every one of them. And I think you would probably need to be pretty creative in your communication style. Yeah. My default is humor. I'm not going to lie. I'm with you. On that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I stumble over my words, which is not unfrequent, uh, having that be a moment to allow people to see me as another human, mm-hmm. um, nice. particularly with grant making and, um, there's a power dynamic already at play as a funder and someone looking for funding. And when you're trying to do equity, when you're trying to do small seed projects and grassroots groups, mm-hmm. you have to be pretty sensitive to that. So the more I can both listen and really try to understand what their aim is and see how I can help connect it to the grant program goals um, without compromising their vision and purpose. It's um, definitely tricky also to have to give somebody feedback when it's, Really, you want to you want to help them, yeah. and I think sometimes people have a hard time hearing feedback. Yes, it's something that over the the past four years I feel like I've gotten better at. Uh-huh. There's still times where I am quite humbled by my by where how much more I need to learn um, and how to approach it. And each individual is different uh-huh. um, with how they would prefer to hear it. So. Some people it's easier to do in person. Some people's written form, really direct. Others would prefer it, you know, you talk about the opportunities for improvement versus Mm -hmm. um, suggestions. Nice, nice. So you're busy with all of this stuff that you do, I'm sure. But Mm -hmm. then also there's your personal life. And I wonder about creativity (laughs) there. Um, So my mom is an artist. So I grew up... um, 
being a bit of an awkward kid, but somebody who was allowed to embrace that and have space for that. Um, whether that was sometimes taking lipstick and drawing all over my walls because I thought <laughs> the room needed to look pretty. Um, or having the opportunity to scribble, draw with my mom. We would actually play a game a lot when I was younger where uh, we would build pictures together. So we'd be drawing at the same time or we'd flip and take turns and mm-hmm. you'd have to see where, guess where the other person was going with it, building. Often they turned into monsters because I can make a monster out of everything. Um, but right now in my personal life, I, I think of myself as more of a crafter or <laughs> someone who uses creativity um, and art specifically as an ins to a means. Again, like I said, I do tend to be task oriented um, and trying to see how I can approach something, whether it's the need for something to display an object in my personal house or um, help my partner with their band, you know, what sort of promotional materials would that, could we create and what, you know, how could we deliver music in a different way? So whether purposeful, purpose, very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the projects usually take me like probably three times as long as I think I'm going to need to take. Part of that is because I have very shaky hands. So I am not very good at traditional what people, I mean, when I was growing up, it'd be like an artist can draw a portrait of another individual spot on. And that is going to not be what my art looks like. I remember having to do circles. Like in a fine art class in art school where you had to like practice drawing circles freehand. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I would fail that so hard. (laughs) Drawing a straight line is still a challenge for me. Um, So, you know, I have a lot of crafts going at any time right now. I'm block printing some fabric. Oh, cool. um, Trying to look at geometric shapes and bring in some like math concepts. How do you find like images within that? Um, before that, I was making a uh, merchandise display case um, for my partner's band. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Um, oh, for like when they show. Yeah, for their mm-hmm. shows we did, uh, you know, I think it's pretty common nowadays to do the old vintage suitcase and have it open. Right. But I kind of like, I really like Inspector Gadget. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh, I um, know So I was trying it. to figure out how I can make that case more of an Inspector Gadget. Um, mm. So I found radio antennas and we had these oh extending fold-out arms that they could display the shirts on mm-hmm. and then these other That's... pop-up pieces that could hold stickers um and then integrating lighting um all Good. for less than 10 bucks goodwill love nice. goodwill so a lot of it i go into like i have a broad idea of what i want to accomplish and then trying to find pieces that would lend itself to that and work so do you want to do you want to plug his band in case somebody oh, wants yeah, to go definitely. and see this, this cool display it's, they're called echo pearl varsity um they are they call it post-fusion jazz. Ooh, that um, sounds really cool. They made up the phrase, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. It's fantastic. Uh, Where do they play? Their next show, I think they're playing in Eugene. They just played at the White Eagle before that. Oh. They did a tour uh, along the West Coast mm-hmm. um, and had their album release at the liquor store, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, Echo Pearl Varsity. They're very active on the social media as well. Nice. <laughs> nice. So people can... Find them out yeah. there on Facebook. Or... Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I'm often doing things where I can just have an outlet to do creativity for a purpose. Um, and that way it allows, I don't, I guess it's more, it doesn't have to always just be the aesthetic. Because if I start with wanting to just make something, just like a beautiful poster or like something like that for my wall with some large 
aesthetic peace in mind, that's probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But if I start collecting, you know, weird images from magazines and just do teeny little collages that I flip out every day on my fridge, that's so like the, the fear of failure that I guess I should say is so low that it enables me personally to just really like totally jump in and be weird with it. Like eyeballs popping out of eyeballs, popping out of eyeballs. I love it. Eyeballs. I love it. <laughs> so what kind of creativity is in your life that is nourishing or self, you know, self care. It could be, it doesn't have to be art related, you know, anything. Um, conversation, I yeah. guess for me, um, the opportunity to explore issues and come up with what, what the full extent of that issue is, what the impacts on society is, and to think creatively about what the solutions could look like, both on an individual scale, on the scale of like a community, a neighborhood, and then the city, and then like state, country, mm -hmm. world. And then it can get overwhelming, but then being able to scroll back and go back to the individual or community where you can have a lot of power and influence. Um, that's where I, that excites me and having those conversations and that opportunity to learn. Is there a place in your life that you wish you could bring more creativity into it? Is there, you know, when you think about balancing all of your hats that Kelly wears? I sometimes, I somehow find a way to, I feel like find, avoid other things like emails by doing creative work. So no, for example, I might over-prioritize creativity, uh, spend two weeks making dog necklaces for an event and crowns for uh, Strut Your Mutt, which I had a big fundraising event I helped do this summer oh my gosh. when I should have been emailing potential sponsors. But <laughs> that sounds really fun. It was so much fun. And then I kind of put them on my dog to model. Very so, nice. What kind of dog do you have? Um, we're actually not sure she's a dog. Uh, <laughs> she could be an Ewok. Uh, she looks like a pug with curly blonde hair and an underbite. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be 17, and she's my best friend. Oh, my gosh. You might need to uh, send me a picture so I can post it oh, yeah. when I post yeah, your... Yeah, I'll send you this. one with her in a flower crown. Oh, my gosh. That sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. She's very into bananas. I'll just say that. So if people become a fan of her like, after seeing her image, like like eating bananas. Eating bananas. So That is so We're funny. also curating a, a portrait wall of her of art in different mediums. So <laughs> if anyone feels inspired to try to... <laughs> Draw an image of oh her, or, or you know, whether it could be, um, it could be like a Picasso X. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, so I mean, really cool. for me, creativity is just about infusing opportunities to make, create, explore, um, and take unique approaches to problems or opportunities in our everyday life. Um, it's not something that has to have an end. Um, you know, it's never something I thought like I would never be an artist in that traditional sense, but more of, um, how do I push myself? How do I go further? How do I look at something differently? And that's where I think everyone, no matter who they are, can go and do and, uh, look at everyday objects, even, you know, whether that is, you know, the city infrastructure, how could we make city infrastructure more engaging, more creative and serve a larger purpose? How do, how could you make your, something that already exists serve another function yeah definitely 
you were talking a little bit about growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, you said that your mom was an artist. So mm-hmm. my dad was an artist. So did you guys make art at home all the time? Yes, but I was probably her most difficult student. <laughs> I think that that's that, same with my teenager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, easy. Brody. Um, <laughs> but um, I remember going to other kids' houses and thinking it was so weird that they didn't make art. when I Like those first couple yeah. of times we'd have like a sleepover and there's like no art here. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> or like everything had to be clean. It was, so it was like you couldn't just have a space where like art could just be literally you take like leaves and markers and glue <laughs> and also you happen to get some shaving cream and you happen to make this weird like molded structure. <laughs> it was a lot of like science with art and yeah, other things or just the opportunity to be really strange. Yeah. Because kids are really strange. Kids should we be. are really strange, we are and like we have, we feel like molded to like not be that strange anymore. Right. So that's where I felt like my huge advantage of with having a, a mother who was an artist. Um, she really was like, "Yes, that's amazing." And I was like, this really? I feel you. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel that. So you touched on this a second ago too, um, when you're talking about like the world around us. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of coming to the end part, um, but just talk for a little bit about maybe what you wish you saw in the world that was more creative or what, how, how do you think creativity could benefit or, I don't know, just it, organic. There's not really a specific, okay. I think you get the idea. Yeah. Um, I think we get in every like area and field, we get stuck in this, I, this notion that the way we're doing things is not only the only way you can do something, but the right way um, and the most effective and efficient. And we assume that there's been all this like thoughtful individuals who've put all this time into it and therefore it's correct. And it just happens to likely be that someone decided to do it that way. And that's the way it's been done. Mm-hmm. And it's not, doesn't mean you should throw it out, but um, I feel like there's so much cross discipline very like learning that could be done um even in the world of art i'm really excited to see a lot of artists being willing to engage more in like civic structures because i think there's like this huge overlap that hasn't been explored there um like how do you use art to advance social justice causes how do you use art to allow these awkward conversations to be more comfortable for people or um spark strangers interacting um that's where i would love to see art play a larger role like art taken out of the art gallery mm-hmm. and focused on social justice mm-hmm. so not just creative placemaking in its traditional sense which is right. like look at this pretty thing i did right. in this community right. but how to use it to like raise the voices of communities who haven't had a voice historically and on top of that to have that voice connected and heard and then spark conversations with people who might not otherwise be looking for them. That's great. I, I, yeah, that sounds wonderful. And, uh, I think about, um, Portland, this place, wonderful place we live. And I know there's a lot of ideas of what it's like here for those who aren't here in Portland, Portlandia, (laughs) um, which I don't always love. Yeah that part, those stereotypes, but we are fortunate that we have art everywhere 
in our city, and it's popping up more and more. Um, and it's not just art, but it is creativity, and uh, it is a creative city. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone is really interested in seeing, I think in my mind, one of my favorite places to see unexpected art is through a Facebook group called Hidden Portland. Um, it's these opportunities for people to all of a sudden be like something unexpected be seen in their community, which like I think brings you back into place and space and connection with like your footing with what's around you, um, people around you and pulled out of, you know, our phones pulled out of, uh, all these things, the rat race and having unexpected delight. And people, I think that's one really cool thing about Portland is people's willingness and excitement or even, uh, to engage with these unexpected or fun things. I was in New York recently and for as amazing of a city it is, I was really, I found it really sad. Um, I saw all these individuals doing really interesting, unique things and people just passing straight by with blinders on, partly because I think there is so much stimulus going on, but it almost seemed like it numbed people to the opportunity to just have like real pure joy and like people's weirdness and uniqueness. And like that person is riding a unicycle and playing the bagpipes and there's fire coming out. Yeah. And just like (laughs) trying to like, who is that person? That is a person Mm -hmm. in your community. That might be the person who works at the post office. It might be. And like they have allowed themselves to just create joy Mm -hmm. in one part of their world and fully go into it. Or there's like a piece of graffiti that looks like it's like a smiling face on a gutter instead of, you know, like the making you think about infrastructure again to this infrastructure. That's something I really want to see happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. But yeah, so I would say that's what's unique about Portland is not, I don't know if we, maybe we have more art, but I think we have more openness to seeing art in more forms around us and get excited and delighted by it. We need to hold on to that as we grow, as the city continues to grow. Because it's not stopping, and we need to just remember that. And bringing art to untraditional places and places and communities that haven't had the funding Mm -hmm. put behind artists. Like the street painting and all the other wonderful things we're seeing. Yeah. Wow. Great stuff. Um, There's a lot of options for creativities in all areas of your life. And when tapping into that perspective, it's easier to balance and becomes more fulfilling, I think, when people are consistently using creativity. I always say life is art. That's like one of my little taglines. And I always remind people, because it's about creativity, it's not necessarily just about the art, but it's about the process. Mm-hmm. So, And that's a huge thing about our studio. It's all about the process. You can see it all around here. I it's- mean... Things aren't even, like, they're put away and organized, but they're all accessible. I'm seeing, like, paint, this bright pink paint in front of me, and I see, like, a mask head thing, and I'm just, like, by seeing all these things by each other, like, thinking about how do you combine some fun stuff? Or, like, what would that look like to, like, layer, like, those materials on each other? Well, you're going to have to come to one of our Thursday nights. I'm definitely going to make a mess, though, just so you know. You would love it. Oh, that's what we do. Do you look at the, no, you can't see the table, (laughs) listeners, but it's covered with remnants of paint and underneath this cloth there's a whole table covered with it so yeah it's that this is the place for that so well anything else that you want to add about creativity it's been so great having you um 
Well, I guess if people are interested in learning more about the grant program, they can look us up at seuplift.org, and our grant program is called the Neighborhood Small Grants. Um, and it's open to nonprofits, community groups, and then just project teams. So you have an idea that you've been thinking about, and you've just basically never followed through because it seemed like impossible. You can grab a friend and make it happen. I went to one of the meetings for the grant, uh, the workshops, and it was so informative and inspiring. And here we are before this meeting today, brainstorming about my grant and Kelly will answer every question you have and give you ideas that are kind of catalyze <laughs> ideas that maybe you are simmering on. So uh, if you have an idea, acknowledge it and flush it out and see what happens. Definitely. And if it's not through our grant program, we can connect you to other ones. I noticed there's a ton of, you mentioned those, and then I went and looked, and there's lots of opportunities in our city for yeah. grants for creativity. Definitely. So, well, thanks for being here. No, thank you. This and, was fun. Yeah. And um, thanks for listening. And we'll be back with our next interview on the next two weeks. And again, it was Kelly Fetterson with us and telling us about her creativity in both her personal and professional life. And uh, we'll see you. Well, we won't see you, but <laughs> thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Southeast Uplift, Kelly's Partners Band, see pictures of this amazing dog we've been hearing about, all of these resources will be available for you in our description below. Thanks for listening. Life is art. The Creative Wellness Podcast is produced entirely by Bethann Short. For more information about my services, check out my website, bethannshore.com, and also my art therapy open studio, 100thmonkeystudio.com. Thanks so much. <laughs>